Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, I'm Rohit from LifeStyleMastery.com and today we have Nikhil Gopalani who leads Deal Team and Republic, whose mission is to democratize angel investing. Republic is a part of a family of startup platforms together with AngelList, Product Hunt and CoinList, which is one of the most trusted online startup ecosystems in the world. Nikhil is an alumni of Fisher School of Business. Welcome to the show, Nikhil. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for, for having me and being a big supporter of uh, Republic. Awesome. Yeah. So um, can, you, can you share your background uh, you know, and how, how did you come to US and what caught you interested into investing? Yeah, definitely. So um, grew up uh, and I, I was born in uh, Mumbai, um, actually near Thane, uh, and uh, came to the US pretty early. Grew up a fairly normal childhood, nothing crazy, but grew up in the Midwest um, in Ohio. Saw a lot of interesting things uh, happen there, but you know, was one of those kids that was very entrepreneurial from the get-go. I would do the lemonade stand, did babysitting business, did paper origami business. I did a bunch of different things and was in love with it. Um, eventually, fast forward a few years um, and, you know, volunteered a lot in the entrepreneurial ecosystem, built a brand for myself as a young, you know, middle school type kid. Uh, and then eventually, um, eventually was able to go to Ohio State University um, where I studied business until I actually uh, dropped out to um, go and go to Silicon Valley and, and help do an ed tech company. Um, yeah, so I guess that's, that's my start. Um, started a small fund uh, called Ambition. Uh, where we've invested in 16 companies over the past four and a half, five years. Um, and during that time also invested on the behalf of Orange, uh, an Orange Fab, which is, which is a, probably a $50 billion a year uh, French telecommunication company, uh, invested out of their accelerator program uh, in a few co- really cool companies and uh, after that join Republic. Um, I guess to the second part of your question, um, you know, uh, what kind of deals do I like investing in? Um, I would say, you know, and, and it's all different lenses. So personally, you know, I really like companies that are in, in it to build, co- you know, businesses in the world. We're not just trying to, you know, grow fast and, and see if they can hit a billion dollars in a few years and you know, if it doesn't work, sorry, you know, we tried. I like people who really understand their business, you know, unit economics, are building profitable businesses and have a good game plan for how they're going to accelerate that at some point, but it may take a little bit longer than what a normal VC looks for. For on the Republic side, um, you know, we're looking for really interesting and cool businesses that have, you know, some sort of stability, that have a user base, that have a community, and, and they feel like they want to empower that community by 
by allowing them to own shares in the business. Uh, and so, yeah, we're looking for those kind of B2C typically, but sometimes B2B, uh, but normally businesses that have consumer facing sides looking to really, you know, help evangelize those people by letting them invest in their business. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you're an Indian origin kid uh, who dropped out of, out of college. Um, so did you face problems when you decided to quit and, you know, uh, <laughs> you want to find and, you know, get into investing? Yeah, no, I definitely faced problems. Um, I, you know, coming, so my, my dad studied at um, IIT uh, in India. And, yeah. and, you know, so he's, education is what got him out of a, you know, lower income family. Uh, and, and, and it was a big proponent to why he came to the U.S. and a lot of his success. So I have full respect for that process because I know it's a great, especially in India with the IAT exams, right? It's a great equalizer for people who are just working their butt off and, and super smart. But I think um, for me, the problem was in the U.S., it's pretty much, it's very system of if you have money, you can get into great places. Um, and or like, you know, options if you are super, super brilliant and, you know, you can get into a lot of different schools. But I also felt like I, even though I'm Indian and I'm supposed to be good at school, right? Yeah. I was never good at learning the traditional way. I love to learn by doing things through failing through these experiences and taking it and, and then continuing my learnings after. So it was tough discussion with my parents. I mean, they're pretty upset uh, at the time and now they've come around it. Um, and, you know, like Indian parents at the end of the day, they care about their kid. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, it was tough in the beginning, but it's after five years, <laughs> five and a half years, uh, it's, it's gotten much, much more better. Okay, and uh, you know, do, do you like operating companies, or you know, you, know, uh, you, you talked about your uh, you know childhood days when you were like to you know you start a couple of uh, small or side hustles uh, you know along the way. So, um, so, so, do you enjoy more the investing part, or you know, or do you see yourself as an operator a few years down the line? A great question, uh, Ruth. So, I would say. Um, you know, for, for me, I truly enjoy supporting entrepreneurs. So I, you know, I, I was, as a kid, I was reading biographies on Steve Jobs, on Bill Gates, and I was always curious at like, what did these people do young? That's like, you know, what were the characteristics that if someone were to tell this guy is going to be something, or this girl is going to be something, you know, what is, what are those traits? And the thing I really found out was that they had a natural inkling for doing what they wanted to do very, very young, even in a much small level. Right. And so I think that for me, um, I, I just, I was always fascinated by these entrepreneurs, these crazy people who are risking not only, you know, financial, but reputational, uh, stuff, family stuff to go and build these companies that, 
you know, is pretty well known may fail, right? Uh, and, and I just felt like these people are artists, they're, you know, magicians, they're geniuses. And, and my goal from the start was to support them. And I think I realized that I couldn't build a McKinsey for startups because startups don't have money. Uh, you know, so venture capital is really an industry where I put my money where my mouth is, right? I, if I invest in something, I'm consulting, I'm helping this entrepreneur for the next seven years, potentially get to their next level. And, and so I, you know, I, I see myself kind of as an operator investor where I want to invest in a few businesses, put in a lot of money in each one, uh, not the whole spray and pray model, but, you know, invest in maybe 15 businesses total out of a fund and really get my hands dirty with each one. And, you know, even spend a day or two out of a week and, and you know, out of a month in their offices and really be a part of their success. So it's, it's kind of a mixture because I enjoy working and operating, but I also enjoy the flexibility of working on many different projects. Um, so, you know, let's talk about uh, Republic, uh, you know, so Republic is a, is a equity crowdfunding platform. Uh, and is it, is it more, are the startups uh, there, uh, are the more early stage, seed stage or late seed stage, uh, you know, looking to raise the next round? Yeah. So the average, uh, the, the median um, valuation cap is about 5 million, which is typically right in the middle of seed stage. Um, so I would say what we really looking for, right? More than the stage itself, it's the, it's the health of the business. So you could be a serial entrepreneur, someone who's done many great things and just start a business without like any money raised, without anything. Uh, but you've proven yourself as an operator and we believe that that is an investable opportunity, right? Um, because at the end of the day, a vast majority of what makes a company successful is the team. Um, and, and so I, I would say that's a, you know, a big piece of it. Um, and then I would say also like, you know, if, because you're that early on, we know that you're not just going to run out of money and quit in like six months. So because we're raising money from the public, right? Um, you have to, there's the SEC oversees things, you know, um, and, and we work closely with FINRA, uh, which is essentially division um, of the SEC. And so because of that, you know, we have to really make sure the companies that come on here have good runway, are stable, either because they're serial entrepreneurs and they're just starting or because they have, you know, they're profitable or they just raise money and they're interested in working with us to allow their community to invest. So it's, it's more on the mindset and the stability of the company than the exact stage per se. But to answer your question directly, uh, it's average, uh, the, the median valuation cap is 5 million. Okay, five, five million. Okay, so so you know you lead investments at Republic. What do you look for in an entrepreneur? You know, a lot of people t talk about team is everything, but uh, 
do you, do you look at the credentials of the uh, of the team in the sense like somebody from Stanford or Harvard, somebody's worked in in large corporates like McKinsey's or they've worked in high growth startups? Uh, are, uh, are, do you do you look at backing those startups? Uh, because you know ICL Republic, you you have also looked at uh, uh, you know backing startups from a minority uh, background yeah. like. For, you know, women entrepreneurs and other minority founders. So, what what do you actually look for in an entrepreneur? Yeah. So, I'll I'll primarily talk about the equity side. So, when you're trying to raise equity rather than uh, tokens and stuff, right. but on 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 the equity side, we actually have an acronym um, that we use to describe kind of our diligence thesis. It's called, um, it's, it's kind of a weird name, but um, it's called impact, uh, but two T's at the end rather than one. Um, and what it stands for is we look at the investment terms. So we're trying to under, for that's the I, we're trying to understand, you know, how much money are you raising? What terms, what have you raised that before? How long ago did you raise it? Um, what's your revenue? What's your you know, what's your cash burn? Because we're really trying to gauge the the money in the bank situation, right? And and see if raising from the public makes sense. Um, because like I said, you know, we don't want to invest in something that's dire and they only raise 50K. And then, you know, all the public investors lose their money in like two months, right? So yeah. that, that I, that investment term is a very important thing for us. Uh, then we're looking at the market, the M, um, where, you know, we're just trying to see, is this a large enough, uh, you know, addressable market? Um, do they have room for growth? You know, what is the competition like? We like to look at that and understand that a little. Um, this, the P is the product. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to understand what have you built so far? And a lot of these are early stage. So it's, it's more so, do you have a good roadmap? for building uh, your product and what are your thought process on that. Um, the A is kind of the unique angle. So what is that unique kind of thing about your business um, and, and what, what you're building that is there's a big enough moat, there's a big enough differentiator that no one else can compete with you very quickly. Um, and then the C uh, is the community. So again, a big part of us is you're raising from your users, hopefully. So we want companies who have a community, whether it's users, whether it's readers, whether it's followers on Twitter, Instagram, right? Like we want people who have a community that we know they can tap into to, uh, you know, invest in the business. And then the first T is um, traction. So, you know, obviously, our goal is to see, you know, if you have some sort of traction, some sort of, uh, you know, revenue or user base, is it, is it growing decently? It doesn't have to be at the level of what a VC looks at, you know, particularly, but it's, we want to see if there's some sort of um, traction in, in the business. And the last T is the team, uh, which I was mentioning is a big piece of, evaluating the business, looking at the credentials, looking at past experiences. Do we really believe that this team can ring, you know, the bell of the New York Stock Exchange one day when they go IPO, right? And, and there's a bunch of things that goes into that. 
Um, and I, before, you know, I want to preface that impact, right? There's, there's a lot of things in there, but um, the way we look at it is there's certain weighted things that, you know, seem to be important. Um, and some things like the investment terms runway is something, you know, we, we have a joke internally where we say, you know, if you don't have runway, then we run away. Um, um, and, and that's, that's a big piece for us for the fundraising component. And that's a security for investors. Um, so that's like a very important one market, uh, addressable market, uh, sorry, a unique angle, um, is these are a little bit more flexible. Um, and, and the goal is, is to try to see, you know, of those, you know, six, seven kind of terms, we want to see you do proficient other than like investment terms, which I said is probably necessary, but the other ones, you know, we want to see you at least have three, three to four of those be fairly strong. Unlike a venture capital firm, that's going to want everything. Right. Because right. at the end of the day, we're, we're not trying to have a VC lens, right? We're trying to be a platform. Um, and so we do, it's, it's, it's an interesting mix of, and Ken, our CEO, says this well, where he's like, you know, we don't have a VC lens, we have a credibility lens, right? Um, we're looking for credible projects. Here are criterias that we think make projects credible, and we're trying to see, based on the entrepreneur's pitch, what which one of these kind of, uh, you know, criterias are really strong, which are weak, and we outweigh them uh, in investment committee meetings. Um, to, you know, basically say, okay, let's work with this company or not. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So, so when you talk about revenues and attraction, uh, you know, are you specific about the number of users which needs to be keep growing or, uh, you know, you're looking at anything, nothing less than $50,000, uh, ARR uh, or you're not specific about it, you know, somebody's making even $2,000 in revenue per month, uh, can, can get featured on Republic? Yeah, great question. I mean, it's we don't want to set like hard guidelines per se, because, um, you know, like I said, someone may not have any traction, but their team, he sold one or two companies before, right? So what we're really, when I, so I, I guess the, the very simple way of thinking about it is we're looking for a reason for an entrepreneur to build credibility, right? So either that's through traction because they have, you know, 500K a year in revenue, or they have, you know, um, about 40, 50,000 users, or they don't have any of those, but the guy sold two companies for $100 million before, right? Yeah. So these things, or they have a huge community uh, that's been active and they're on forums and they're always talking about it. We're just looking for reasons um, of credibility for, you know, any one of those factors for us to say, okay, you know, this is an investable business because we see that there is credibility built in some sort of facet, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It, it uh, uh, makes uh, you know a lot of sense. But uh, I want to know how, how do you get the deal flow for for Republic? Uh, do you do, do you look 
we look at you know colleges uh, like you know Dartmouth College or Babson College or uh, you know do, do you go to these Y Combinator demo days? How how do you get the deal flow uh, for for uh, for you know getting them on board? Yeah, so I'll speak on uh, both sides. So as a as an angel fund and as a kind of a micro VC fund manager. I would say a lot of the deal flow for that side comes from, um, I don't take like, you know, I, I typically don't take um, too many random deals uh, and calls from those. That, that's like very special. The entrepreneur is very legit and they just reached out to me cold for some reason. Um, but typically, you know, it's, it's through referrals. So, I worked at Orange where I sourced deals, so I still get deal flow from that community. I worked at VentureBeat, the tech news site, um, where I was doing, I was the director of ops there for a little bit. So I get deal flow from, you know, startups that are being written about sometimes through there. I'm an investor in 16 companies and those people refer me deals. Um, You know, other associates, other VCs, refer me deals that may be too late stage for them or too early stage for them and they send them over to me. So I would say referrals is a big piece of both uh, the fund and a normal kind of micro VC and Republic. We get a lot of referrals from our investors, our community, um, people like that. Uh, and, and, you know, that's a huge piece because, um, you know, like I said, a lot of venture is uh and, and this is actually a good way of putting it is someone taught me that as a VC, your goal is to take something from risky um, or sorry, taking something from uncertain to risky. And the difference between the two is that risk you can measure, right? And, and yeah. you're, certain, you're comfortable with a certain amount of risk. So, you know, long story short, you know, referrals is a great way of mitigating and, and, and adding some sort of measurable risk because you know that person and you've built a relationship with that person. Um, so referrals is a big piece. Um, you know, for Republic, I would say uh, we get a lot of inbound interest. So a lot of people apply because of, we have a big brand and we're doing PR um, and things of that nature. So we get inbound. Um, we have a outbound engine we're building. So we are actually emailing, you know, hundreds of startups that we like about Republic and hoping that they may be interested. Um, We're doing a bunch of marketing. Um, You know, we're going out to demo days. Like you said, we're going, you know, we went to the YC demo day. Um, We're going, I'm going to the Techstars Investor Week demo day in New York this week. Uh, You know, we have people speaking uh, at conferences all the time. So it's, it's very multi-pronged, you know, a mix of marketing, a mix of cold outreach, a mix of inbound interest naturally, and a mix of going to a bunch of these events and conferences and speaking and, you know, advising entrepreneurs there. Very interesting. But, uh, you, you know, what, what I've seen over the years is it, uh, equity crowdfunding is, is a very new phenomenon. So, you know, uh, how would you know, entrepreneurs get convinced to, to come on a platform like Republic and not go to, you know, say AngelList or, you know, uh, go to Y Combinator. Do, do you think a community of non 
accredited investors backing these startups can 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 fuel these startups like like how you know people launch a, a, their physical products businesses or kickstarter and you know um so you're saying that uh can people come to republic instead of going to like the yc and and kickstart their business yeah yc or angel list because you know then you have a little more serious investors uh yeah. on board yeah good question um so <clears throat> we're actually a spin out of angelist so yeah. we're we're you know it's interesting cuz um you know a lot of the companies looking to raise from accredited professional investors go to angelist um but if you're interested in raising from your community and the public where someone can swipe 50 bucks or 100 dollars with their credit card and invest in your business right um so we actually work in tangent but to answer your question more specifically you know we we actually are happy to work with all these organizations right for us the value prop and the way we kickstart your business in a very unique way is that we are uh the number one kind of leading uh equity crowdfunding focused only platform so other people do a mix of some stuff um but we're the only platform that solely focuses on equity crowdfunding right now um which means that our 100% focus is if you can get your own community a thousand two thousand people to invest a hundred bucks we've seen the roi and how they help grow your business as a super fan so you know i would say yc all these people even vc firms accelerators they do a good job of giving you advisor capital right where they'll help guide you through your business but there is no source of capital for your kind of growth capital for your with your own users basically powering your business and and owning a big piece of and owning a piece of it where they become super evangelist and that's kind of our unique way so it's not really one or the other in our viewpoint it's like we all work very closely in tangent we just add different value um with the capital that you receive if that makes sense absolutely so uh, you know i want to talk about uh, exits you know uh, if if you look at uh, you know silicon valley or tech startups in us uh, you you get much better returns uh, than say in in asia or in europe for that matter in fact uh, you get lot more uh, you know uh, unicorns in in us so uh, you know let's talk about exits uh, has your public got any exits or you know uh, it, you know what is the strategy going forward and how does republic make their money great question so you know i think our our vision at republic is to build this amazon for private investing um and that means that we're going to have many kind of businesses right so we're working with tech startups but we're also you know going to be working with breweries vineyards um you know film studios um coffee shops who want to not raise money with equity but do revenue share or um or to, you know we work with tokens so it's in in the crypto space so we're trying to work with all types of uh small businesses and and so you know i would say 
our vision and our mission is to build this platform with hopefully hundreds and thousands of companies one day um, where, you know, people can support them either by investing equity or revenue or debt or whatever it may be. Um, in terms of exits, we've actually had uh, a, a, a very small kind of thing, um, but <clears throat> nothing noteworthy. And to be honest, um, you know, the, comp the we've been around for about two, a little over two years. So uh, as, as you and your readers probably know, you know, and, and sorry, your listeners probably know, um, you know, it takes typically five to seven years to start really getting exit. So the verdict is still out um, and, we, you know, hopefully we'll hit the promised land. Um, but um, <clears throat> nothing, nothing um, super noteworthy yet. Okay. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about uh, individual investors, you know, what is your advice on how much uh, money they should put into, into risky investments? You know, somebody who's making $100,000, uh, you know, what, how much percentage would you, uh, would you advise them to put into risky investments uh, like, you know, angel investing or for that matter, crypto, crypto investing? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a great question. So, um, you know, giving a, a, a definite percentage uh, is is tough, but I would say, and this is just not on the behalf of Republic, right? This is just my personal opinion. Um, you know, I would say if you invest anywhere from you know five to ten percent of whatever you're making, right? Um, I think that's a fair fair amount to invest in risky assets. Uh, such as startups and, and other, you know, token sales and other kind of crazy risky stuff. Um, I would say if you do that, the biggest advice, more than the percentage, right, that everyone has their own risk profile, everyone's like, you, you should invest in more risky when you're young and then less risky when you're older. Um, you know, I would say the number one piece of advice, uh, I would say is diversify, right? Like, having a portfolio of many different startups and many different holdings is key, um, especially in the startup world. So, you know, I would break up whatever amount you feel comfortable investing um, and, and break that into many different type of uh, many different types of uh, companies and, you know, uh, and diversify that. Okay, and you know, uh, uh, you know, initially in the interview, you talked about spray and pray approach. You know, I think Ron Conway made this approach uh, a little famous because he invested into a lot of startups, and you, you, you're saying a lot of other investors also doing that. But, but you know, you you, you have a little more structured way of uh, investing into startups that you focus only on consumer. Uh, facing products or you, you avoid hardware startups and you know what is what would be your advice for individual investors on, on industries you know about which they know and they should stick on to and uh, you know and should they should they look at exciting new industries like uh, you know crypto or uh, you know AI and you know, machine learning and all yeah great question so I would say um, you know it, it's 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 hard because so venture capital and investing in startups is kind of like a artisan business to me, right? 
um, the canvas is the market and how you, you know, brush your kind of paint strokes on the canvas is how, uh, is, is how a company you invest in is building their product in that market, right? So it's, it's, it's everyone kind of has their own domain expertise, their own, uh, you know, interest levels. I would say you should stick to, um, you know, industries that you're either passionate about, that you want to learn more about, um, and, or, you know, that, uh, that you have domain expertise in for, for monetary return, right? Um, and, and companies or companies that you want to support. So there's really, if, if for monetary gain, you know, having domain expertise and, and having an understanding of the industry and, you know, the revenue numbers and where you think it's going to go is, is important. But I would say most investors I see that invest in startups are doing it also just because they want to support the ecosystem. They want to support their friends. They want to, you know, invest in social good companies. So it's, it's really up to the investor on why they are investing and, and using, you know, different criteria based on that. Okay. Uh, so let's quickly do the top three. What's your favorite business book? Uh, great question. Um, you know, I, I have to say, I love uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Um, oh. I, I love that book because um, that's essentially the philosophy that I've used to succeed or, you know, I've not really been super successful, but succeed so far in my career. Um, and, and essentially that theory of in boxing, you don't go for the right hook to knock someone out first. That's how you get countered and knocked out yourself, right? You want to throw a jab to feel the distance of the opponent. You want to throw a jab to their stomach to weaken them a little. And then you want to throw a jab in front of their eyes to like, blind them, even if you don't hit them, so that you can go with the right hook. Similar in business, you know, I've learned it's, you don't just go for the ask, right? You have to add value one, two, three times to someone and, and introduce them to people and, you know, write a report for them, uh, tweet about them, like add value a few times to someone before you go in for any sort of ask. Um, and, and that book really talks about how Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk has succeeded because of that thesis. Interesting. So, uh, you know, if you could go back in time when you, uh, you know, started investing career and got into Republic, is there anything, is there one thing you would have focused on? Yeah, I mean, I would say with Republic and, and being an investor when I first started in general, I would, I would have told myself, was, uh, let me actually go, yeah, earlier in my investment career, before even Republic, um, I would say that uh, I would tell myself that, you know, being patient, uh, you don't have to try to deploy money fast. You don't have to try to get into things that you may not be fully comfortable with. Being patient, understanding the market is key to being an investor. Um, and, and so I would definitely, you know, say patience is probably something I would really emphasize to any investor looking to do startup investing. Got it. And what's your favorite online tool, for example, Gmail or Slack? Yeah, good question. Um, Slack runs our life at Republic. Yeah. Um, uh, I, so 
you know, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Slack. I would say the number one tool for me, though, is this um, online, uh, this Gmail extension called Streak. Um, it's free. And basically, it allows you to see who's used. Uh, like, you know, Mixmax or, uh, you know, any of these other tools. It basically allows you to see who's viewed your emails. And as someone who sent a lot of cold emails in the beginning, I didn't have a network uh, in the Valley to start with. I just sent a bunch of cold emails and I mastered what you should and what you shouldn't, um, what timings, all this stuff, you know, uh, seeing who views your emails, uh, <clears throat> how many times did they view it? When did they view it? Things like this actually provides really good feedback. Um, you know, as you do sales, you know, emails and, and networking emails and things like that. So streak has been really, really important actually in my career um, because, because of that. Also, I'll put that in the, in the, in the show notes. Um, so uh, what is the best way people can reach out to you and know more about Republic? <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, um, if you want to learn more about Republic, um, obviously go to republic.co. Uh, and and check out you know our website and all the all the offerings we have listed there. Um, I would say if if you have a startup or if you if you have um, you know an interesting thought or an idea, feel free to reach out to me at uh, Nikhil N I K H I L uh, at uh, Republic .co. I'm More than willing to you know. Uh, check out any any sort of interesting feedback or uh, like I said deal flow uh, that this is another way you get deal flow right <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and you know more than willing to check it out and, and see see how we can be helpful awesome Nicole. thank you very much for coming on to the show I really appreciate it and you know enjoy talking to you awesome thank you very much uh, for for having us Rohit and you know, uh, he's, he's a, for all the listeners, he's a really, really cool guy and a big supporter of Republic. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, help, help uh, podcasters and people like you pushing entrepreneurship forward, you know, continually grow their business and, and help out there. So thank you very much again, Rohit. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.